what is up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast. I am your host, Victor, and I am really excited for uh, this episode today. Uh, it's going to be more of like a personal story anecdote with a theological tie-in at the end. So I, I'm really excited. We're going to be talking about humility today. And uh, yeah, so I'm super pumped. But before we get into that, I just want to give you guys a few updates. One, make sure you go check out our website, grace-nation.com. We have so many resources over there, over 500 blog posts and articles all surrounding some type of theological concept. And uh, I mean, anything that you want is on that website. So make sure you go check that out. It's very desiring God style. We also have merchandise and gear. You can go pick that up. It's at grace-nation.com too. We got shirts, uh, hoodies, mugs. We got everything, guys. So go check that out. And if you want to support the podcast and support the ministry, that is the best way to do it. Wow. Okay. So my nose is really runny. And so I just need to apologize. I, I was, before I do my podcast, before I record my podcasts, I do like a mic check. I check my mic. I make sure all my equipment's set up. And uh, as I was checking my microphone, if any of you guys know anything about um, audio equipment, you need an XLR cord to plug into your microphone. Well, I was trying to test my microphone and it wasn't working and it was because I had a, a, a something unplugged. That's all I needed. And I was frustrated. I was running around and I couldn't figure out why my microphone would not record and I didn't have a, a cable plugged in. And so facepalm that is my life now. So yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I'd share that with you guys today. So humility, if you guys, I want to give you guys a quick life update. If you guys don't know much about my life or you don't know where I'm at or where I'm going right now, I've just been hired on at a church. Um, and this church, it's, it's a great church. I love this church and I am the student director uh, at this church. And so I'm walking in, I'm just taking over the entire student ministry and going to run with it. We're doing some awesome stuff. But that, that has happened in like the past few weeks. So I've just gotten started there. And all throughout my life, I've really struggled with pride. Um, and, and, and more so back in my high school days, when I was in high school, when I was in youth group without talking too, too much about it, I was, I was definitely seen as a leader. I was definitely seen as, as someone who people could come to and ask questions. And I even had like people my age and older than me come to me and like ask me to mentor them. And I had pastors coming to me and asking me for sermon advice. And so like all these things kind of, although they were an amazing blessing and I got to pour into a lot of people's lives that way. Way, I also saw it rooting like this foundation of pride in my life. Um, and although at the time I may not have seen it, I may not have recognized like, oh, that's pride. When I look back at my life and I see the way I acted and I see the way I treated others, I definitely can tell that pride was something that was building in my life, especially in high school. Um, and then after high school, I transitioned. I went to Trinity College of Florida. I'm not going to talk too much about that because that was just a really interesting time in my life. But basically, I just got more prideful, uh, especially at a small school where I was seen as a leader. Um, I was in a friend group that was like the leader friend group. And uh, I definitely uh, saw my pride build there. And then I started this podcast and then the podcast took off. And so my prayer all throughout the podcast, especially during the times when it was really taking off, was Lord, keep me humble. Lord, keep me humble. Lord, keep me humble. And uh, humility has been something that I have been pursuing for like three years of my life now. 
for like the past three years. Like humility has been something that I have been intentionally pursuing. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that today because the podcast where it's at now, like the ministry where it's at now, me stepping into more of a leadership uh, and discipleship role at a church like that in place now, like uh, I got to preach at my old church in Florida, like on the stage, five services to the entire congregation, like all these things like can definitely be used in ministry to puff me up. But what I've experienced is the complete opposite. I have experienced God reaching his hand into my life and humbling me using these events that would normally, uh, at least in my life, like using the events that I know would puff me up to actually humble me down. And so uh, I want to talk a little bit about humility. It's, It's a really interesting and fun concept and theological theme that that I think we see all throughout the Bible. And I pulled up a few different definitions, but humility probably shows up. I looked up every place where humility shows up in the Old and New Testament. It's well over 120. And so this is definitely something that the Bible talks a lot about, especially uh, in the Psalms and Proverbs and and in that poetic literature, we definitely see humility played out. But then it's pretty much in all the Gospels, right? Because Jesus lived a humble and meek life. And so uh, a lot of the instances where humility is talked about is in the poetic literature and then seen in Jesus's life. But humility, just to um, give it a Bible definition, is the personal quality of being free from arrogance and pride and having an accurate estimate of one's worth. That is the way that the... um, Oh man, what what is this resource called? The Holman Illustrated Bible Dictionary. That is the way that they define humility. Uh, and I really like that definition. I, I, I would say it's being like, I love the part where it's saying being free from arrogance, like having none of it inside of you, um, not even foundations of it. And so uh, I want to I want to tell you guys another story. I recently so as a part of this job that I've been hired into, um, I have uh, been able to see God humble me in a lot of different areas. Uh, and just to give you one personal story, I recently helped to set up for like a prayer night that we had. We had a big prayer night. It's where the church comes together and we, we pray and we worship and we thank God for everything that he's done in our church. We also pray for him to do amazing things in the future of our church. And so we rent out this big theater. That's where we meet and we, we go and I have to get there early with the rest of the staff to help set up. We're, we're putting up, you know, the audio equipment, we're setting up daycare and we're doing all this stuff. And, uh, one of the guys comes up to me and he's like, Hey Vic, can you help set up communion? Cause we're going to take communion that night. And so he gets all the stuff out for me. And so I start this really tedious task. Like if you've never set up communion cups before, it's just really tedious. You have to take the sticky cups apart because they're all stacked. You have to put 40 of them in each tray and then you have to put the, the little piece of bread in each one and then you have to put another cup on top of it and then fill it with the juice. It's a really tedious task. It really is. And, um, I, I was just looking online on like Reddit and Facebook groups and stuff like that. Like people don't like doing this task. People do not like having to set up for communion, especially for a larger church. Now ours was a smaller. It was, we only had to do five trays, but like, I couldn't imagine churches that had to do 10, 15, 20 trays of this stuff. And so like, while I was doing it, I was like, wow, like this is really tedious. And in that moment, I I realized, like I started thinking about what communion signified. 
I, I started thinking about like like the tradition of communion, the biblical basis for communion, and like what it signified when Jesus broke the bread and, and passed around the wine cup. And what I realized was that this should not be viewed as a tedious task. And I was instantly humbled. Like in God's grace, did he allow me to stand there and, and set up this sacred sacrament, this sacred tradition, this sacred biblical command, right? Only in God's grace has he put me in a position to serve the church in this way. And I was instantly humbled. A task that I once was like, oh man, like this is really tedious. It's not like I got frustrated, but I was like, this is just going to take a long time. It's really tedious. It went from that. And then when I realized that, like I just entered straight into a posture of prayer. And I realized that this was uh, only by God's grace that I could even partake in the sacraments, let alone set it up for a congregation of believers to take. And so, yeah, I'd, in that moment, I was humbled. And I think... I think humility comes from those tedious tasks sometimes. Like uh, we we did a Bible study recently at the summit, and we uh, talked about uh, the Jesus feeding the five thousand with the five loaves and the two fish. And the whole theme of the study was: Are you okay with going unnamed and unknown in your ministry? Because you see the boy who had the five loaves, I talked about this last week in the podcast, the boy who had the five loaves and the two fish gave that up. And then we never see an account of that boy again. We don't know his name. We don't know what family he was from. He just kind of disappeared back into the crowd. And so that theme of, are you okay with going unnamed and unknown in your ministry? Is that true in your life? And to be honest, I have to ask that of myself every day. I have to I have to reinforce this idea of being unnamed and unknown in my ministry and making sure that I am okay with that. And if I am not okay with that, a huge heart change needs to happen. A huge heart change needs to happen. I need to fall on my knees and repent. You see, God cares so much about our humility because we, we see that pride is a sin. God cares that we are uh, turning away from sin. God doesn't want us to be pursuing sin. I have a few a few more uh, verses on humility. Actually, a few more. I have a lot more. So Psalm 131 once says, Oh Lord, my heart is not is not lifted up. I'm not pr- pr- proudful, prideful. Wow. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things that are too great and too marvelous for me. Isaiah 53. This is uh, the prophecy of, of Jesus when he when he's going to come in like 400, 500 years from this point. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that is before its shearers is silent. So he opened his mouth. I am sick, guys. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgressions of my people. He has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. Comes out of Micah 6. That is a, that is a key verse uh, from Micah. Right. Uh, 
Like we are called to do justice, to seek biblical justice. We are called to walk humbly with our God. Now, I just want to talk like people will be like, why do I have to walk humbly? How awesome is it that we get to walk with God? Like just the very nature of walking with God humbles us because of how undeserving we are to be by his side. Does that make sense? Like we have to understand that to even be next to God, it, it, it requires us to sit humbly. We cannot sit next to God apart from a humble spirit. We have to be humble. And only, that spirit only comes from God. To walk humbly with our God requires humility. It demands it. And then in Matthew 11, uh, it talks about, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Uh, Philippians talks about do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And then humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. The th- this humility is all in the Bible. It's seen everywhere. And let's go back to our definition the personal quality of being free from arrogance and pride and having an accurate estimate of one's worth. To sit next to God demands our humility of spirit. I uh, had the blessing of having breakfast with David Platt actually just recently, but this was the one that I had. I had breakfast with him last year as well. And I asked him, This is like, hey, like someone who is on a platform like you are, someone in the Christian community and even in the secular community who has such a stage for uh, for his influence. Like, how do you remain humble? Like, how do you pursue humility? And his answer was the humblest thing ever. (laughs) And, And it was it's so crazy to hear it come from him because he is so humble, yet it is such an inner battle for someone like David Platt. He was just like, this is something that I have to fight and put to death daily. When I wake up in the morning, I put to death my sin. I put to death my pride because I know my pride has no place next to a righteous God. And that has really stuck with me ever since. My pride has no place next to a righteous God. And so, What I want to ask you guys is, where do you see pride infiltrating your heart? Where do you see in your life, maybe maybe you don't even see it. Maybe you need to ask God to show it to you. Because that happens a lot of time. Maybe it's it's in the littlest things. Maybe it's in the way you carry yourself. Maybe it's in the way you talk to people you don't know. Maybe it's in the way that you think you're too good for somebody's friendship. Maybe it's in the way that you don't want to care for the homeless person on the side of the road. You don't have time to serve that person. You don't have time to serve your church. You don't have time to love your neighbor. Where has pride infiltrated your heart? And what steps do you personally need to take to walk humbly? with your God. 
you see repentance and i talked about it last week in the podcast because this is such a prevalent theme repentance is not a necessary evil and christians need to stop treating it like it is repentance is uh, besides salvation is the biggest grace that god has lavished on us when we walk in repentance, when we seek repentance, we are taking advantage of one of the biggest blessings that God has ever given humanity. We get to seek forgiveness of our sins. We get to ask the Lord to give us a heart to pursue him rather than the sins that we constantly turn back to. Repentance is a blessing. And I think the first step that we have to take to get rid of our prideful hearts is to one, make sure that we're, that we actually have the spirit inside of us, right? We're actually pursuing God that we're Christian. And then I think we just need to fall on our face and, and repent. I think we need to humble ourselves before a holy God. That means that you don't stand up. That means you get on your face and you pray. You put yourself in a rightful position in front of God. We have no right to stand up in front of God. It's only because of Jesus that we get to. Repent. Pursue him. Ask God to humble your heart. And I'm going to tell you that's a difficult prayer to pray. I prayed it. I pray it all the time. But specifically, I remember a time, the first time I prayed it, probably about three years ago. I asked God to do whatever it took to humble me. And I mean, he took, I mean, he took a lot of stuff, guys. It was a very difficult season, but I'm going to tell you without that, without that instance, without that prayer, without me seeking his uh, wisdom, I would not be where I'm at today. I would not have the relationships that I have today. I would not be in the church that I'm in today. I wouldn't be serving in the capacity that I'm serving. I wouldn't have a podcast to reach people. And I definitely would not have a heart to share the gospel with other people. All these things stem from a humble heart. Because if you think you're too good to do X, Y, and Z, then what makes you think that you're going to be living a life that, that's Christ-like? Because Christ's life was defined by humility. Guys, pursue humility this week. Pray for it. Let me know how that goes. Uh, you can reach me at my email, gracenationministries at yahoo.com. You can check me out on my website, YouTube channel. Guys, we are growing quick. The podcast is growing so fast and the the more it grows, the more I see myself humbled, like because it is clearly of my not of my own power that any of this has ever happened. And so I'm excited. We've already been doing over a year and a half of podcasting already and there is no signs of slowing down. So guys, make sure to check out my website. Email me. You can shoot me a message on Facebook. Uh, You can mail me some stuff if you want. And I cannot wait for next week's episode. We have something awesome. Uh, We're going to be kind of catching up on the culture and the Christian world. And uh, we're going to kind of be dissecting some of the drama that's happened recently in the theological world. Uh, There's been some shakeups. And so I'm excited to talk about that kind of stuff. And I hope you guys will tune in. Guys, I say this every episode and you probably get annoyed with it. So I'm sorry, but you are beautiful and you are one of a kind. Until next time, take care and God bless.